You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Can you believe it? The NHL might have done something right and January 1st is looking like the restart date. This is Orange and Backcheck. We're going to talk about it right now. This is the Orange and Backcheck podcast with Bill Kornfeld and Scott Weinhardt. Oh, man. The reverse retro jerseys have been revealed for all 31 teams. And I got to tell you, they look simply amazing top to bottom. Some quirks here and there, but man. The NHL gets it right. When the NHL gets it right, they get it right. And in, in, in total agreement with me, I, I'm sure, my co-host, Scott Weinhardt. How's it going, brother? It's going great. Hey, listen, I, there isn't one I don't like. It's amazing that we – how many times we've knocked the NHL for doing good things, bad things. For 2020, so far they've done more good things than bad things, which is yep. a rarity for them in a regular year. And even 2020, it's still it's crazy. The only thing I'll say, though, is that I don't know why. I, maybe they might be embarrassed or because of what uh, the Washington football team did. Did you notice the the, the, the Blackhawks logo? They have not really shown it. <laughs> you have to catch it at an angle to be able to I see the logo on that. that. It, yeah. They, like um, – the, I, I always forget his first name, but he's at Soul City. He's actually the huge blues fan that that discovered hockey. And he, Tony X, yes, Tony X. Thank Tony you, X. Yeah. Tony X. Tony tweeted it and was just, and he quote tweeted the Blackhawks jerseys and was just like, "Turn around, we we yeah. what are you doing? We got to yeah. see the front we because the it logo. looks nice on the back, but we have no idea what the what the logo looks like on the front. And yeah, it's very. Like, are we? Are you anticipating uh, that we're not going to see the classic Blackhawk logo, or is it no. there and they just are ashamed to show it until there? It, it has to be shown. I think they. I think. I think it's the latter. I think that they are trying to stay away from any kind of controversy because you know how people get. They get so offended by little things, and that's something that would drive people nuts. When really they understand it, that's more of an homage of of the uh, the the history of that logo rather than as something like I, the Washington I, football team being a little bit different with its old it's name. A little bit so. different, and I'm pretty sure the the Chicago Blackhawks are an homage to a fighter jet squadron, if I'm not mistaken, or an air force squadron. I think I read that. I may be completely pulling that out of my butt, but I think there's something alternative. Among other things. Well, yeah, oh, well done. <laughs> like, I, I, think there's, I think there's something else to the Blackhawks uh, nickname that I'm now going to have to uh, look, 
we're gonna have to look that up. But I tell you what, but while we're looking that up, the whale is back. I mean, the whale yeah. is back. The whale. Yeah. Everybody, long live the whale. Love the whale. The, yes. the whale's okay. back. It's fantastic. I was right. The National Hockey Chicago Blackhawks was named in honor of the U.S. eighty sixth eighty sixth Infantry Division, which was nicknamed the Blackhawk Division. Blackhawk, a Native American chief, the team's founder, Frederick McLaughlin, McLaughlin, sorry if I pronounce, ha- having served in that division. Interesting. So I was kind of right. It wasn't the Air Force, but it was the 86th Infantry. So that's pretty cool. Same concept, right? Yeah. Like we had to look it up. We had to fact check it. I knew it was something that was a homage, but it's not like, it. you know, this is what cracks me up is that, you know, um, Chief, Chief Wahoo for with the baseball team, the Cleveland Indians, is yeah. is, is no longer around. I mean, I could kind of see that, but I mean, at the same time, it. I mean, come on, it, it's so legendary. Why do I take it away? You know what I mean, I understand the concept. People are going to get offended about it. It's not about an offensive thing. It's like he's a cartoon character at the end of the day. You know, it's not like what they did with the Washington football team, which we've gotten so used to saying we're blind to realizing how bad it really was until you're actually like, oh wait. That's what it meant. We should probably stop saying that, you know? Yeah. So, uh, but still, I don't want to spend 20 minutes on the Blackhawks because there's a ton of other jerseys here that we have to go through because it's it's just unbelievable how they, you know, I I want a one of every single one except for yeah. a Penguins one because. Oh, let's, you know, well, let's just start with our home team. Like what your initial, I think the initial, when the initial rumors came out about this happening uh, of the reverse retro jerseys with the NHL, a, a huge campaign about a, probably about two or three episodes ago, mm-hmm. uh, we, we we both were at the consensus of the still images, or well, it's all still images, but the initial like the grainy, the leaked photo. I think we were both on the consensus of this is not going to look well for the Flyers. It was almost like they were going for. Uh, an oddball combination of what the Phantoms wore when they were in Philadelphia. And then I think they are also inspired by the team's 95 season when Eric Lindros obviously won the Hart Trophy, the MVP of that season. Um, but then they reveal them after the, uh, today, and man, they look so much crisper and so much cleaner yeah. when you actually see them in, in full hd vision uh, or excuse me hd pictures compared to what we what was leaked they nailed this and i yeah. like what how this looks is by far a great combination of what they were trying to do for the 95 season and the ahl team for the phantoms when they were still in philadelphia well here's the thing what's crazy about it is that basically they took like the the 90s jersey the 80s and 90s jersey and they reversed the shoulders with the wrist colors. So instead of having the wrist down with black near the wrist and the white up near the shoulders and upper arms they reversed them. And it yep. looks so good. Like I you know it reminded me like when you first saw it it remind me of like those ones that you'd get at uh like you know when you were a kid and you'd have they'd have the cheap knockoff jerseys at like Kmart. And that's what yeah. it used to look like. But it looks up at, and when you look at it up close, it's just it's clean. It's a good look for the Flyers. Like, because wh- what I find ridiculous about their jerseys now, and listen, it, it's a it's a nice jersey. The home jerseys are nice, the away jerseys are nice. The away mm-hmm. jerseys were the old winter classic ones from 2010. What I find ridiculous is that there's really no black in it. Like if you're orange and black, you're you're orange and black, not orange and white, because that's really yeah. all the jersey has. The jersey doesn't Good have point. any really black in it. Neither of them does. They yeah. have the logo and maybe a little bit of like you know like piping or whatnot around like an outline, but there's no real black into the jersey. 
I mean, my favorite all of all time, not to jump off topic, is that black jersey they introduced in 1997-1998. That was just the cream of the crop, that black jersey with the orange outline. I mean, amazing. But this one's just as cool. And I'll be honest with you, you're ushering a new era. You haven't really changed the uniform in about a decade since you took over as the home uniforms of the orange ones back in 2010-2011 season. They, They really should do is they should really see how this one goes and then turn this into your new home jersey because it looks just really good. It's just yeah. sharp, a sharp jersey. I'm not opposed to it. Um, I, it's not – like, it's definitely better than I anticipated. I'm still a fan of the stadium jersey, the black jersey, that one. Um, oh, yeah. I yeah, think that's, a, that's, that's a nice one. I think that one's a little bit I, – I favor that one. Call me recency bias, whatever you want. I like that a little bit more than the black jersey from the 90s. But there's nothing wrong with the black jerseys. But I, I would not be opposed to this at all being the the new home jersey in like a season or two seasons from now because this is this is exactly what the NHL needs to be doing because of COVID and yeah. how they're financially strapped right now. You can start – you can pre-order these jerseys now, I believe. And they'll become available widespread on December first. So it's kind of one of those things that they're just looking for revenue. And yeah, you, you whenever you hear these kind of things, like oh, they're just creating, they're uh, it's just a third jersey to create money. Yeah, but at the same time, in the Flyers' case, and really all of them, the like I have a problem with a few of them. Like, but they're it's so minuscule that it's going to be it's tough to just say oh this one looks like a, it sticks out like a sore thumb compared to the rest. But I could theoretically see all of these jerseys coming a state becoming a staple for all 31 teams down the line whether it's a regular full-time third jersey or it's a permanent thing uh as a home or away depending on what what the color scheme is for that particular team i this is a this is an overall huge win for the nhl and whether they anticipated it to be a 50% rate, a 60% rate. I can't imagine they ex- anticipated this to be a 100% return rate, and they nailed it at a 100% return. I, dude, this is a grand slam. I mean, you could go through every single jersey and break down what's awesome about it. Some of the ones that, key, uh, that stuck out to me, look, I mean, you had about a month ago the Golden Knights make their third jersey, uh, uh, you know, yeah. and, and now they have a fourth. I, I think that's a little bit overkill. Okay, whatever. Um, but it's everybody Vegas, else is pretty like, much it, doing the same thing. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. Vegas, I think, is in a d- different position. One, because obviously they're the new, they're obviously the new kids on the block. And two, it's Vegas. Like, if, yeah. if you're if any team can get away with having four, five, six jerseys even it's down the road, Vegas. Yeah. it's Vegas because yeah. they're going to get tourists. They're an ultimate transplant city. Like, Anyone who's anyone will just say, I'm going to grab the gold jersey. Someone else could say, I'm going to grab this retro reverse jersey. That's the red and the crown. It's the only team that can get away with five, six jerseys are the Golden Knights. And they did it. I'll tell you what. A a couple of my favorites right off the bat. I'm going to tell you, that Capitals jersey is sharp. I mean, I'll tell you why. Because you took the 90s logo, the mid-90s logo with the eagle and the way they had the font, and you transferred it with their current colors and made it red and made it pop. That's a beautiful jersey. The Kings one, I love how it's the mid-90s jersey or mid-90s logo with the colors from the 70s and 80s that they with the gold and purple. And they brought it one a couple back like about a decade ago with a third jersey like that and it had like the crown on it. That just looks cooler. I love how Minnesota went back to the North Stars color with green and gold. I love that. Uh, and especially 
for me, I'm a sucker for the Kachina jersey for the uh, for the Coyotes. I love that jersey. I think it is the most that, amazing jersey ever made. And the fact they went back to that alternate one, the purple with yes, the desert. That's what makes it. it. That's yeah, what it, makes it. Absolutely, it does. It, they they need to go with that. They need to go to that style back permanently. They need to get yes. rid of that sand Her red name. color burgundy, and they need to go back yep. to that logo full time. That Kachina jersey is so iconic. It's just amazing. They need to keep it. Because Arizona or Phoenix, whatever it is at this point, they they keep going back and forth on who they feel like being in terms of location. Um, But yeah, like that purple jersey from the early 90s or the mid 90s to the early 2000s are perfect color scheme. Even uh, they don't have it really with this, but the black and green trim that they used to have. I think Mm -hmm. that was their primary home jersey back in the early in the that was a great color scheme. However, they changed this. The 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 the, they could easily benefit from making this similar to the Flyers. Just make this your permanent home jersey down the line, two yeah. years from now, three years from now, whatever it may be. Yeah. I look at the Blues jersey with the red, and like that's like the 95, 96 jersey when Gretzky was there. That's like basically just that, but the colors are reversed. They put the red up top. Um, I, I, dude, there's so many good jerseys. You know, the Tampa one is clean. You know, I love what they did with the Canucks one going I back strictly, to the, I, so. I strictly do not like the, the Tampa Bay one because it's, it's, it's inspired by 2004, and I still am bitter about the 2004 Eastern Conference Finals against the Philadelphia. Don't Flyers. get me started on that. I that team should have won the Stanley we, Cup. Don't get I me get started it. on that. And we've said that multiple times. We got to like I, I. It's called me the contrarian. Call me the 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 guy that doesn't let down a grudge. I still hate the Tampa Bay Lightning for beating that Philadelphia Flyers team and destroying our hopes for what will. Like 97 was like, I was only six, so I'm not going to remember a lot of 97 of 97 playoff, especially because they got swept. But 2004 is like the first, like, oh, this is what pain feels like. And yes. like, oh, yeah. that sucked. That 2000 sucked. was worse. 2000 was worse because they were up 3 1 and game it went away from the final and then they blew it. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, though, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, out of all these, the best one. Besides mm-hmm. the whale, besides the whale. Now the whale is a very close second, but there's one that just beats it and it just runs at home. Besides, it's it's that it's the Avalanche jersey. The fact they went back to the Nordique, oh my oh, god, yes. I want that jersey. I will yes. own that jersey because it has the Nordique on it, and that, and, that is and it has the Saint logo on the bottom. It yep. has the Saint logo on the bottom that just yep. makes it even that much better. It's like, so again, clean. I know we're we're gushing over this, and but I feel like we're completely in the right because again, we don't get to do this very often no. about the NHL. Twenty twenty has been a crappy year for a lot of people, for a lot of families. But the NHL is dishing out great things, and they're one of the winners of 2020. This is a grand slam. And for the, I'm telling you, this is an absolute grand slam. This is a great way to finally do something smart to actually make revenue because people are going to go after these jerseys. And like, I'll, and you know, there's a couple that you know, not that I say don't like them. I just think there could be they're kind of I don't want to say boring, but they're just not really. What I would have done, like for the Penguins one, like you go back to the actual Penguin with the triangle logo, like go to that. Don't go to now the Pittsburgh ones from the early 90s. I get that. But that you know how many people would love that triangle logo, the, the, the triangle with the Penguin head out of it? I, like, I still I think the, the, the diag- one. 
I think the diagonal works. I think the di- like I I yeah, agree. I think that it's classic. But, I, I think it, the, it's classic, yeah. but it's it's not. If you're going look at all these other ones. I mean, everyone has a really cool logo on it. The Rangers went back to the Statue of Liberty one. They're the only ones really with words on it. Like yeah. you know, besides like that, you go do something cooler than that. Like I get it. It's gonna sell in Pittsburgh because people are gonna get all fawny and stuff because you know that's how they were. But and I'll tell you what, the the Mighty Ducks one is is really popular by a lot of people. And I was a bit surprised first, but then I realized, like, because I look, I was like, wait, why did they go with that one? And then I realized that they had the alternate third ones already with the with the Mighty Duck head on it. So I was yeah. really shocked that they went with that one, but that that's the design, but that's... And you know, that, I thought about it, my, too. It's it's weird, but I, I, I like it. I thought about it, too. I was curious that they could use the old... I, I, I was like you, I forgot that they had the third jersey with the Mighty Duck when they were the mm-hmm. Anaheim Mighty Ducks. I was curious, like, oh, are they even allowed to do that? Because at the time when they were that team or they had that logo was when they were owned by Walt Disney Pictures and company. Like, that's why they inspired the D1, D2, those movies, because they own this team and they were able to do that. So I was pleasantly surprised to be reminded that this team was able to do that because whatever they did, I, I'm not going to say I went into depth about how they were able to talk with Disney or whatever, but it was, it was good to see because that, that logo is a classic. And to this, this one with the reverse where, uh, yeah, I, I, this is, it's almost like there's too much going on compared to the rest of them. Yeah. I think that's yeah. my only criticism Agreed. about the Anaheim because it's it's a literal mighty duck jumping in the air and like mm-hmm. punching the air. We, and there's a bunch of crap going around him. That's my only – like if I were to – beside I think that and Ottawa's are probably my least favorite because Ottawa just kind of did a different color scheme. Like right, well, they, they have the old logo on it, which they went back to. I think it's pretty solid. Detroit's is by far the worst. Detroit is by far the worst jersey Detroit, out there. I also it's too plain. I do not understand the 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 green palette of the New Jersey Devils. It's so like, are they going for Christmas? No, that's <laughs> like, that was their original color when they moved I, here from Colorado in nineteen in the nineteen eighties. So it's they an homage. It's an homage to Colorado. No, no, it's an homage from when they first moved to New Jersey from Colorado. When they were the Colorado Rockies, they moved to New Jersey and became the New Jersey Devils. And then they had their colors were green and red. So green was actually that was the color of their away jersey. I see. Yeah, I, 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 it. It's the 1980s, Every, dude. It was a bunch yeah, of. It was a weird time. People alive. were doing coke and didn't realize how much it was probably, <laughs> you know, how bad it really looked. Right. But I mean, because it looks great. It looks. It does look great. Every time that they wear the ones with the shoulder, the shoulders that are partially that green color, I always think that my TV is messed up. Like the 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 the, the con- contrast in yeah. my television, like me- has messed up the black color. Yeah. In, like that's I why I hate it because I always think my TV gets messed up. Yeah, but that that's that. If I were to pick my least favorite, it'd probably be. It would probably be Ottawa or New Jersey. Like I the, go, like I go Detroit. It's too plain. They could have done something. They could have put Detroit in a black jersey. Detroit's never done that. But you went with pure white and gray. And the only thing that's going to make that look cool is if they go with the red helmet, uh, red helmet with it, because it's way too plain. It's way yeah. too plain. And 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 kudos to the Florida Panthers for going back to their '90s logo. That 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 jersey is is tight. Yeah, I mean, so, you got to go back yeah. to the days when they were actually appearing in Stanley Cup final and all yeah. that stuff because that's that, that was the true. year. Yeah, 90, yeah. 95 was the year. 1996, I know. 96, sorry, I'm off yep. the year. Yep, exactly. 
So, so hey man i can't wait to see these in action we could be seeing them soon enough you know yeah i mean let's get uh, so we had reports of that this is actually going to be way earlier than we anticipated last episode we talked about now it might not be until late january early february at the but now we're getting reports that this thing's going to start training camp's going to start in december mid-december maybe early december uh and then we're kicking this thing off on january 1st so when you heard that what were your thoughts immediately? Well, short season. I know that they're yes. trying to wrap things up July, which we kind of anticipated, and then kind of it really looks out. You when we anticipated. About, I yeah. I anticipated a full eighty-two game schedule because I'm I, an idiot. There's no way, and here's why: because you have an expansion team coming in next year. You can't start. You can't push that back. That's going to have to really yeah. be a, a hard time to really work around that because now if they're going to wrap up the season around July. You're having the expansion draft later that month, probably two weeks, a week or two after the Stanley Cup final, because you got to get that team together and you got to get them going because you're probably going to push back next season now to about November or maybe even sometime early December to kind of get that thing rolling to get back towards June, have a condensed schedule. So yep. I think that they're going to do the model from what baseball talked about, which we also, which we also discussed is that they're going to have to be regional. You're going to talk about two different things. From what I saw last, the red line went across Canada. Nobody's getting into Canada. Canada's going to be very interesting because it's just going to be them. So all the Canadian teams, which is fine. That's actually going to be a really neat thing to watch. Um, but It's uh, going to be interesting in terms of travel. Because remember the, yeah. the whole thing that Detroit always bitched about when they were in the Western Conference is the amount of mileage that they had to put on their team compared to the rest of the league. And it was a fair uh, argument because they were such, they're obviously in Detroit, which is Midwest, basically the East Coast, Eastern, uh, coming into the Eastern side of the country. So it like it made sense for Detroit to come out to the East, but then you have teams in Toronto consistently going over to 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 Vancouver or Winnipeg, whatever it may be. That's going to be the interesting part on how this works. But to what you were probably alluding to is how they were going to do this, which is really intelligent, I think. Yeah, and I, I think it's smart because you have regional things where you're limiting these guys' travel. That way you're going to have to put COVID protocols in place similar to the NHL, um, I'm sorry, the NFL. You're going to have to be smart about this and make sure that there's some sort of not an official bubble, but you're probably going to have to have some sort of bubble at all where when guys are in different cities outside of their own, they can't go certain places, probably can only be at the hotel, the rink. Um, you have to think some since, since every state's doing this differently – you got to think that some of these guys are probably some of these states are going to have indoor arenas with with fans like Florida, uh, places down south like Texas. They're going to have indoor seating available. Uh, some places aren't. Philadelphia won't. Uh, definitely won't after today, especially after making mm-hmm. the, uh, adding new restrictions. Any place in the Northeast won't. Um, so really, it's that. If, think of it this way: if if you if you have your your uh, travel limited to only certain states that are allowing fans in or whatnot. It, it, you know, you they only limit the risk to those those players. Unfortunately, there you're saying risk. It's the truth, but you know you're limiting your risk to how many players get infected because you have to think of okay, well, there's positives. We're gonna have to cancel games. We're gonna have to postpone games. How are you gonna make those games up? You're gonna give yourself a week pad? Are you gonna try to slip it in between other times? Because if you're going to a 48 game season, there's six teams in a division. You're playing each team six seven times so yeah. um yeah. you know i mean there's, that, that's, that's gonna be a problem because you're gonna see a lot of the teams on the same schedule and they're gonna have probably have yep. games closer together you're probably gonna see i would say at least two three a week so you know this, this is where the nfl is different from anybody else because the nfl if when they had early in the season when they had these outbreaks of teams getting contracting 
the coronavirus, they were just able to say, okay, we're going to move this team to week seven. They're going to buy as week nine. They're, they're going to like, because it's a week by week thing, you're only playing one opponent compared to the NFL or the, or excuse me, the NHL or the NBA, where you're playing multiple opponents a week. Yeah. Like it's, it's a lot more difficult to have to say, okay, well this series of chunk of games, because the Flyers will probably play the Capitals for three nights over six mm-hmm. days uh, over whatever it may be. Yeah. One positive test will throw that into a into a frenzy theoretically. So I'm, and it sounds like Bill Dale, Bill Daly, the de- deputy commissioner of the league, really has an eye for not an I shouldn't say an eye, but he seems like it seems like they have a thumb on this in terms of what yeah. they're going to do because right. He definitely alluded to, we're probably going to have positives. It's just something we're going to have to deal with. And we will, we, we, we have it. We, we're going to have a plan in place to be able to deal with this when the time comes. And that's exactly what you need to be doing. I mean, and it already sounds like they're similar to baseball. They'll do this. They'll do a regional bracket. And then when the playoffs come, they're going to head up back up to Toronto and Edmonton and do another bubble city. Two bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's something important to look at, too. And here's here's another key thing to look at, too. I mean, you know, per reports that are coming out and stuff like that, they're they're close to a vaccine. I think it was, you know, I, I just don't don't the, yell at me for my source. But look at that. I mean, you know, I view Drudge at sometimes and just heard different articles and Drudge. They had a report today that they're, you know, that the stocks are soaring because the vaccine was ninety four and a half percent effective. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's great news. That's, that's, that's the case. Yeah, second vaccine, Moderna's vaccine today came out as 94% effective. And that's huge because, you know, once they they finally get approval for that, probably happens sometime early next year or 2021, so January, February. By the time they start distributing that, you're talking about six months after that. So you're talking probably about near the end of the season, yeah. around playoff time, Stanley Cup final time, that you'll be able to get fans in the stands. So, hopefully. you know, yeah. yeah, hopefully. And that, that that's probably pushing it at this point. But still, you know, the key thing to look at here is that, they're they're going to put protocols in place, and if, if things happen where you can start getting fans back, that's just better for the league in general. Yep. So the only question I'm going to have to figure, I want to find out is how are you going to figure out the playoffs? Because it comes it comes down to a lot of different things. And you're right; they probably have a thumb on it. They probably got to figure out an idea of what they want to do. But you've got five or six teams in one division um, that are all regional, and you're going to play them five or six times. How are you working this out as far as playoffs? What are you going to have interconference playoffs? Would, top two teams, you play out of your division, then you play another team for another division. What happens if, like, for instance, yeah. like, think about Canada. Think about Canada because it, it, the team out of there, if they advance, one of them are going to have to cross the borders to, in order to play in the playoffs. That's going to be you a would, question that, mark. That's where I think they would go back to a bubble. I think there's a possibility that they'll do what I was talking about earlier where they'll oh. play out the regular season. Flyers traveling to the New York, Washington, New Jersey, and then if they make the playoffs, ship them up to Edmonton and Toronto, what they did this past season, and just keep them in a bubble. Yeah. And 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 you feel bad because I think, especially for, for players like James Van Riemsdyk and, and Claude Drew, who literally had children, their wives had had children within the year. Like they were gone for, I think, upwards by the end of it, by the time the Islanders eliminated the Flyers, it was 65 days, 70 days where the Flyers were were not home. Like that's tough. And it's, but at the same time, this is what you kind of signed up for. You signed up for, right. you're, you're paid these exorbitant amount, you're, you're paid to do this. So you kind of, is it inconvenient? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not disregarding that, but. In, in this current moment, you kind of got to do it with what 
your hand is dealt, what cards you right. have in your in your hand, and that's what you right. got to deal with un- until right. something else happens. Yeah, and and that's hey, look, you sign up for it, you get paid a lot of money. You're a professional hockey player. Like, look, you're only going to play this game for X amount of years. And I think players understand that in the in the NHL. I, I really yeah. believe they do it. And I think that's why you see some guys who have done enough and have that, like a guy like Matt Niskin to realize, hey, look, I understand what's at stake here. I realize I just want to spend more time with my family. I've played enough hockey in my life. I made enough money. I've won my Stanley Cup. You know, what else do I have to do? Like, you know, it's not so much a, it's not for love of the game. It's realizing that it's not because you don't love the game anymore. It's because at some point you realize you got to spend more time with your family. And that's what it comes down to for a lot of these guys, I think. But, you know, there's some guys who understand that they'll be able to tell the game when they're done with it, but 95% of the time, the game is telling them when they're done with the players. So that yeah, the game yeah. the game knows when it's done with you. So and, and and the reason I say that is because these guys know that they have a limited time frame. So yes, they might miss out on some things, important things in their family lives, but they know that they only have a limited time to play this game. And not all guys are fortunate like Matt Niskin. A lot of guys are just one day not going to get signed and realize that the game's been playing since they was a kid and they made it to the highest level and their body now can't compete at that level anymore. And what do you do from here? And, yeah. uh, you know, that's the thing. I think that that's probably a wake-up call for a lot of these guys out here. So you, I don't think that that would be any kind of issue. And I think that that's why everybody was so uh, you know happy to go to the bubble and do it because they know that that's an opportunity for them and to, to hoist that Stanley Cup. And, hey, kudos to Tampa and the guys on there for doing that this year. If it has to go back to a bubble next year, it would really – it, I would love to see fans in the stands again because it just adds the juice to the playoffs like we talked I about think, before. But I, I, it's still – as long as it's hockey and that cup is getting awarded at the end of the season, these guys don't care. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what – I think that would be the plan. Like you said, they're going to allow the fan, the teams that are allowed to, Florida, Texas, whatever those those states, individual states are doing, if Canada's teams are able to do it, yeah. albeit I think they're going to allow it. Whether it's 15, 10%, that's they're obviously going to, it's a case by case, as again, Bill Daly said uh, in his recent press conference um, or his media scrum, whatever it was. But it's like it, it, the ultimate goal would then be in Toronto and Edmonton, because I, because again, I keep going back to those would be the bubble cities again. Right. I think that would be exactly what they would try and do. Instead of having the tarps over the over the seats, they would try and get fans and those they would get try and get butts in the seats. Yeah. Um, it, it, and if you're in Canada, you can. And that's that, yeah, like that would be that would be the only weird thing. Like it would be Toronto. Like just for the sake of argument, let's say the Toronto Maple Leafs don't make the playoffs this coming season, but the Washington Capitals do, and the Philadelphia Flyers, the Pittsburgh Penguins do. Are fans in Toronto going to be interested in going? I think the ultimate answer would be obviously yes. It's Toronto and yeah. talking hockey. It's yeah. like asking people in Green Bay if they want to go watch a football game. Yeah, yeah. Same uh, concept, dude. I'm sure they don't care if yeah. it's if it's if it's if something if something's happening at Especially the stadium. Were, someone's going to be there. Especially because of the craziness we're all going through. Like, I, yeah. I can't tell you how much I would love to go to a, a sporting event. Like, I would love to go to the Eagles games. I would love to go to a Flyers game. You can't go to them team. now either anymore. But you can't you, go. Yeah. You can't, go. you can't go to any more Birds games. I'm not like everybody wants to watch them anyway. But still, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Flyers are the best team in the city right now until those yeah, games they're undefeated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of jerseys, just a side note real quick. What did you think of the Sixers one that got rolled out this week? The Boathouse oh, Row one. Yeah, I hated it. I love that jersey, man. What? 
It's oh, so on. different. Come on, the black with the red and and the blue and the blue Listen. lettering and uh, lettering, and then the boathouse row in the back, dude. Come on, that is so unique. No, that is so no. outside the box. You gotta it's love outside it. the box, but it's executed poorly. What like, do you it's executed it, poorly. That's a great looking jersey, man. Listen. I might buy the t shirt. I'll never. I'll, I can't wear a basketball jersey. I look like a total buffoon, <laughs> uh, even more so than I already do. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'll totally buy the t shirt. You know, I'll no, be that guy. It, it's one of those things where. It sounded good in the market in the in the research and development room of the marketing portion, and then you get the, the you get the the final design concept, and then you should have said no, this isn't going to work. Boathouse yeah. Row isn't a it, it like I don't know how to put this. Like it's Boathouse Row is one of those things where you see it but you don't like i don't get anything out of boathouse row you see what it driving is wrong down wrong with you you see it driving down 76 and that's it like what else when have you ever actually gone i'm assuming it's kelly drive on that side it to get is. to Bo- to boathouse row yes i have how I've, many times when was the last time a bunch you did? of times oh see i think you're the anomaly here man i don't think so you talk about <laughs> boathouse row listen boathouse row is iconic now people could say like oh let's do the art museum let's do something else but you're driving down 76 at night that damn thing is lit up and you can see it and it glows off the water and it's fantastic now that is good taste it's great taste. I don't know. I, listen, Maybe it's, what are you going to do? Put a skyline on there? A skyline of Philadelphia sky? Who gives a crap about Philadelphia skyline with all due respect on a jersey? I mean, I think listen, also, on a goalie helmet, it's great. But I like, mean, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a jersey, everybody does a skyline. Here's what I'll admit. Here's what I'll admit. I think also, and I don't like, and I'll preface this with, I wasn't even the biggest fan of those these jerseys before they came out. But I think they everyone had the mindset of the 2001 black jerseys for the Sixers yeah. that they were anticipating to the be rolled out. Old ones. Yeah. Where it said 76ers instead of Phila or Philly, whatever it says mm-hmm. Phila on it. Like, I think people had the mindset around my age of those jersey, jerseys making a comeback instead of these new, new take on a black Jersey that we just revealed. So I think that's a little bit of a cloud that is blocking my uh, uh, thoughts or, or like, positivity on these recent ones. I think that's also playing a factor, but I'm not even the biggest fan of those jerseys. Also, I think those are very overrated. I like the, what they have now going back to the old logo and, and I, I, I'm fine with Phila on the front. Yeah. It's one of those things where I just, I, I can't, Boathouse Road doesn't do it for me. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm the uh, like. I, don't, I know. don't know. I think that's a sweet jersey. The shorts look awesome. The colors make it work, man. It just, it's listen. It's it's iconic. That's did, a really neat thing. And, you know, did I you think. See, people, did you it, see? Did you see the Sixers? I think is he's a vice president of marketing. His reasoning for why they didn't do Philly or why they added the blue little stripe there on the shorts. No, because he said that. Uh, they think Philly is a lazy term for a hardworking city. We think of this as new Philadelphia. He he created this whole new term that completely ruined it. I'll send you the article after the episode because it looked Josh bad. Harris said this. No, no, his name was Chris Heck. Um, okay. He's he's a he's not a minor guy. He's like a vice president of marketing or something along those that nature. But he came out on Twitter and apologized for his comments. It looked it was a bad look for on him. I don't think he I'm had sure. to apologize, but it didn't look good. 
Dude, I'd fun. love it. And I love how they have the TTP trust the process right in the middle. That's, That's the cool part. I will give hey. you that. Hey. Like you could, you could all this, all this on Jersey talk this week. This, I mean, it's a great, well, great. Look, it's a good week. I think yeah. this is exactly like what we're going to see for the next couple of seasons too. Again, because we're dealing with a flat cap in the NHL, the NBA flat, uh, salary is going up over the next couple of seasons, but it's very minimal, two, three million dollars at most. That's nothing, uh, and that's nothing. That's uh, that's a mid tier to a low tier player at the end of uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. So I think this is how they're going to try and make up some revenue. And it, if they continue this track record, particularly the NHL, like this is this is how you're going to make some good money. Like, yeah, how you, good you're going to have to do it out. this way. You're going to have to do it by doing it through your different and ways every, of revenue like that. That's and, that's what you're going to have to do. And every team that did color jerseys this year, like the Flyers did with the with the black trim and orange, they'll do white jerseys next year. Yep. The, the problem that the, the the Flyers I think have with a an away jersey compared to a home jersey is because of how classic and timeless. You can't do much with the logo on the Flyers. Like you, there's not like I don't anticipate a boathouse row scheme coming to a Philadelphia Flyers jersey any anytime soon. They're gonna stick with that logo because. One, Ed Snyder would roll over in his grave. He, yeah, like like you already pissed him off enough by rolling out gritty. You don't have to piss off Ed Snyder anymore. And come out as a zombie and bite gritty. Yeah, that's true. He really. <laughs> I thought he would. The first day when everyone hated gritty, you thought that that's going to be yeah. the reincarnation yeah. of Ed Snyder. Uh-huh. But yeah, like I, that's the, that's the only if the, if they want to do this for the next couple of years rolling out these re- uh, reverse retro jerseys I, I i you're not it's i'm not saying you're limited but your options for a flyers away jersey compared to a home jersey is much more narrow that you have to like the the needle to thread is much more difficult i think fair enough fair enough but still so. i i think the more that the league can do in order to try to get new fans the 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 more they need to do and i think yeah. that then and we could talk well, about you know, i actually thought things. about this i actually thought about that i think i don't i would the love ratings more run as good as they thought they would be for the bubble but just yeah i i want I want more people to watch hockey. I like we. That's why you and I started this podcast. We want to expand the NHL audience and stuff like that, or help expand it to understand the game. So you, when you watch the game, you understand. You're, you're able to enjoy it a little bit more. I think because of I, I thought about this more, and I thought about it to, I, honestly uh, throughout the day when you and I were going back and forth before, before deciding to record. I think the NHL's goal right now is just stay afloat. Keep the fans where they are. Bring in the money of who – because the new fans I don't think are going to buy these jerseys. I think this is for the people like you and I, and the the new fans are the outlier who buy these jerseys. This is the, this is for you and I who are the diehards that are trying to get a new spin on it. Yeah, fair enough. I allow that. I agree with that. that but I that's think where NHL I see it. should also use this time that they have available – uh, to really, I, I think what they have to do is redo their network coverage. That's a story for a different day. I think that we need to do everything is that yeah. it seems too difficult when they talk hockey on TV and people don't understand the game enough at a simpler level um, that they need to dumb it down a little bit. No Especially disrespect. Doc it, retiring. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing is that they need to reformat everything. I thought they were having a TV deal come up with uh, NBC, but I, I, it might be next year. So, um, 
I had to take a look at that in NHL TV race. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that we, yeah. it, it's a it, it's a dive that we can spend an entire episode on. Um, Ooh, ESPN actually, you know, before we wrap and, and we're getting close to the end here, but you know, Sam Carcitti's episode. Who again, if you missed our interview with Sam, episode fifty four, Sam jo- joined us for a whole half hour. It was a great interview. The one thing I noticed with his piece on the return of the NHL. You notice who was missing from the uh, rumor, the the expected division that the Flyers would be in with Washington, New York, and New Jersey. You know who was missing, which I think would be a total shame. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh huh. was missing. And now maybe I don't because know. they're closer to more to like Nashville and that. I mean, they're, they're, more, they're, maybe. they're more Midwest than anything. Yeah. So, like, when you think about that, yeah, it might not be a bad idea yeah. for them to do that. They'd be they'd be more of a rival for like Nashville. Which is weird, right? It like, is weird. I can't. I can't do. I don't know if I could do a season without watching uh, a a a Flyers fly, uh, Flyers Penguins matchup until the playoffs. Yeah, I get it. It's 48, I, 60 games, but that's a weird thing to have to I, prepare ourselves for. I can't imagine not seeing Sidney Crosby five times a year. Not gonna lie to you. Like, look, yeah, we, right. We know, I know fans hate him, but understand the talent that that kid has. Like, what, kid, usually, I, I enjoy the two games a year that we get to see Connor McDavid. We're not going to get that for sure. Oh yeah, I'm, not seeing Connor McDavid this year. No, but you will see some of the talent that's probably around. Let I me mean, think about it. Like, if you get, I don't know if you get Carolina in the division, but Carolina's got a lot of good talent that people are going to miss out on. Sure. Yeah, they're gonna play like the likes of Florida and play Tampa, That's, which will be teams are gonna good for be them. The one, the, yeah, those teams are gonna be the interesting ones. The Carolinas, yeah. uh, the, the the even the Detroit's a little bit to it. Well, Detroit has Michigan, has Minnesota and Chicago, so not really them, but maybe Pittsburgh. Like those teams that are like in the middle of these expected geographical divisions, they're gonna be in a little bit of a pickle, or maybe they'll just have to suck it up in terms of travel, like Detroit has, has did for for all those years in the West. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. And t- Toronto did it for a long time playing in the West like that. So it's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to watch. That's for sure. It's, yeah. it's, it, I can't wait till they announce this and see what happens. And when it does, we'll be here to break it down. That's right. Uh, before you wrap, before we wrap, excuse me. Um, I have a husband roundtable. If you have one as well, uh, we talked about your wife setting up the Christmas tree last week. Um, oh, I'm in the doghouse this week too. Yeah, we'll have to get yeah. that. But ah, uh, my family decided because we have a freaking dog now we're gonna do christmas photos so last sunday my wife and i my wife dragged me out to a volkswagen (laughs) decorated in it was 70 degrees outside by the way too because the weather's so crappy lately yeah so that that happened and uh yeah we did we already did christmas photos before thanksgiving and i I, get it to an extent but i i she had me go out and buy a whole new suit had to get a new tie wait you had to wear a suit and tie oh yeah oh Oh, yeah dude dude no 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 listen that's when you pull out the man card and be like dude no way i'm not wearing a suit when it's 70 friggin' degrees outside you wear suits for two things or three things you wear suits for job interviews, weddings, and funerals. I don't know. You don't need a suit. Nope, I agree. You don't need a suit. So that's not, not that, a collared shirt. Couldn't do for you. I don't need a collared shirt. Some nice jeans. You know, car wasn't the, even on. The Volkswagen wasn't even on. Blasting AC. It was oh, terrible. God, what kind of Volkswagen? An old, an old. Uh, it was an old one, like a sixty, like the the, the, the old van the type deal. Bus. Yeah, the hippie bus. No, yeah, hippie hippie mobile. I got you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. 
But that was my week uh, doing the husband thing, husband roundtable. So yeah, well, I'm in the doghouse because my wife hates surprises, and I I intentionally told her. So we're going to see my family this weekend, and my mm-hmm. my grandmother uh, asked me earlier today if she if if, she, if I could uh, she could make me something. So I said, oh yeah yeah yeah, my wife would love that. I said I, she would absolutely love it. So you know, go ahead and make it. And so I said to my wife, and I said, hey. Hey, grandma's going to get you something. I'll make you something. She goes, what did she make it? Not telling you. What do you mean you don't tell me? Gonna, Why'd you say that then? Because I, because <laughs> I, I wanted to. You'll find, well, I want to know now. No, you'll you'll find out outside. I don't care. I want to know now. Like, this is legit what's going on. And I, now I have to sleep on the couch tonight because she's legitimately mad Wait, at me. Because you have to sleep on the couch because of that? I mean, I'll probably fall asleep on the couch. I'll just make it more dramatic oh. than it really is. Because when I she listens to this, she's going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe that. Like, why would you? T- oh, dear God, she's right here. Scared the crap out of me. So, yeah. Are you getting the stare again? <laughs> That's where we're going to wrap. Yeah, we're going to wrap up. I'm going to go die now. So, yeah. Well, once again, kudos to the NHL. This has been one offseason that they have been hitting note after note after note, and they continue to do so. Hopefully, this plan for January 1st sticks it out, carries through. We'll have, we might be doing training camp and preseason, whatever that is going to uh, ensue. Training camp and preseason coverage within the next couple weeks here, Scott. Dude, I cannot. Preseason wait. outlook, give right. it to me. Just can we get to it already? I'm I dying. Just, I watch highlights the other I'm dying to watch hockey, I'm, man. I'm excited like, for how these young guns, because that's clearly what Chuck Fletcher and, and the team is going for, and yep. relying on the young guns. To, to fill that bottom six out and just to see what happens because there's not going to be a lot of movement, uh, it seems. But we'll see. You never know. Maybe Patrick Line is right down the corner and we'll, we'll do an emergency pod for that. But until then, this not has been happen. episode... What's that? Not going to happen. I know. I, I think it's all because of the It was money. worth a shot. It was. It would have been fun. Would, it would have been. It was fun while, while, while it lasted. In right? a non-COVID world, most likely, but a flat cap, not going to happen. And not going to see anything move for the next year or two. It's going to be very, very quiet. Yeah. But as always, we thank you so much for listening. Give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all that good stuff. Orange and Batcheck. If you have a question for what you anticipate or just have a statement that you want us to read on the air, uh, orangeandbatcheck at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. We'll get it to you or we'll respond to it and we'll talk about it on the air. Again, he's Scott Weinhardt. I'm Bill Kornfeld. We thank you for listening. Guess I'm going to go sleep on a couch tonight. Yes, that made it. Ha, ha, ha.